Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104. This part of the show, every Wednesday, we talk to the best Irish comedians about their worst gigs because it's just funner that way, if that is even a word. So if you have a, a fear of public speaking, maybe just turn off now because we're going to be going into specific details about what it's like to stand on stage when either the people in front of you just aren't having any, uh, any of you or maybe there just isn't people in front of you. The next person who is joining me on the line now is Irish comedian. Uh, you will have seen him, Irish comedian Jer Staunton. You'll have seen him at all the major festivals, gigging at all the major clubs around the country. He's uh, currently up in Belfast at the minute so uh, Jer thanks for popping on to Room 104 how are you? No worries I'm good Cormac how are you? Grant Grant up there to sort out Brexit negotiations I imagine Yeah yeah it's almost done yeah, we've, <laughs> we, I've, I've got four counties I'm going to wait until 8 o'clock this evening for the next two and then I'll be out here Yeah you just got to you know squeeze people a bit give a close to the deadline and then it's happy days um, Jer how long have you been doing stand up by the way? Uh, probably about six years now coming on six years just just uh, less than six at the moment and can you remember your first ever gig I can yeah I actually got paid for it comic. shut your mouth got you went paid straight into the professional circuit did you yeah I got paid 50 quid first ever gig 50 and I was thinking this is like I should quit my job now what am I doing <laughs> <laughs> like a schmuck I'm going to be I'm going to be living on a yacht in the next six months <laughs> yeah just a year, of these, like a year of these 50 gigs and then it's all plain sailing from here yeah got paid for it but um, it was pretty pretty awkward though like it wasn't a comedy night it was more of a people come along and they, they do a bit of poetry or they do a couple of songs or tell stories so I was just sandwiched in there between like storytellers and that kind of thing so it meant the audience were always going to be nice yeah. but it just meant it was never also going to be a comedy night a comedy setup. people hadn't been laughing before I went on if you know what I mean they weren't <laughs> laughing much after I got on either but still <laughs> I just it's a weird one because you know if the crowd gets that mixed up a little bit and they're not laughing at you but somebody comes up with a really depressing poem about their life and everyone breaks their whole laugh and then it's kind of like ooh tell me about it man you're, you're close to the truth he didn't have them laughing but it, the dude on before me was reading from a book that he wrote about his wife dying oh god and <laughs> yeah it, uh, so he it, like the, the place was in tears and he was reading like the last few pages of it and he was like yeah then you know I held her hand and told her we'll meet again and something like that and then the MC like goes up to the sound of like sniffles and stuff oh and my she goes God. Up. the MC goes up and slowly just takes the mic and goes that was wonderful and now ladies and gentlemen Jer Staunton 
and I was like, R- R- is that really? R- you could hear me down the back going, really? Just, just really? The back really? Come it, on! Bullshit. I was sitting there going, this is, this is horse shit. And people like kind of looking around, sobbing, going, is, is this you? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I had to, had to rock up and, and talk to that. I was like, right, here we go. And the funny thing is, at the end of it, my, my friend was, was at it. And afterwards, um, I sat down. I was like, I thought, thought that went all right. And I said, <laughs> I said and, and he goes, yeah, most of them had stopped crying by the time you'd got off. <laughs> but he said most of them. He didn't even say the whole room had stopped crying. He was like, yeah, most of them. There's still one dude over there in bits. Jesus Christ, that's that's talking about going in at the deep end, man. That's whoa. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That was um, that was a fun start, but you know, fifty quid, fifty quid. <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, it didn't turn out that you were at a funeral home by any chance. Just interrupting the middle of a, a reading. <laughs> yeah, I got the address wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, the comedy club's oh, upstairs. Oh, can I still get paid? <laughs> yeah, who do I talk to about getting paid for this? Oh, jeez. So, like, where was that? Why was it in Dublin? Was that down in? It was uh, in a place called um, Ainsley House. It's uh, to do like a thing called House Presents. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant night that they run down there. And uh, and no, I exaggerated a bit like when I tell the story, but it it was it was kind of awkward. But it's also a brilliant gig. It's one of my favourite gigs to do. I do it every every couple of years, and uh, the people who run it are brilliant. And it's a it's a really nice show to go to. How long was your first? How, how many minutes did you do? Can you remember at the first one? Uh, Ten. Ten? Jeez, that's long for the first minute. Yeah, ten and fifty quid. Like I was spoiled going in there. So listen, after that gig and you come off stage, are you thinking of like where's your head at? Well it was my first gig, so I was like, thought I did well there. You know the way everyone does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crush that. Yeah, nail that man. Now that I'm in the position of having nothing to compare that to, absolutely crushed it. And um, right, so from I mean that's a good one to start off with, obviously. Um, but have there been any other kind of ones that are any anywhere near as bad as that? Uh, definitely, Cormac. Definitely. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Most of yeah. them. Are. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm about to go to one. No, um, <laughs> yeah, like I I did one to a bunch of tourists before, like tourists who didn't speak. Uh, I don't. I won't say English because you could put some of the blame on them if they're at a gig in Ireland. Won't speak English. I was doing a gig in Irish. I, I speak Irish a little bit, so I, I had learned my set in Irish, and I had to do a gig at electric picnic in one of the Irish speaking tents but the tent had trad music and like tourists loved that mm. so all the tourists came into the trad music and they were all sitting around not speaking not, not understanding the Irish but loving it and then somebody had to go on stage and explain to them that the next act is going to be speaking in Irish so if you don't understand Irish you know leave now and let people take their seats but they were all like oh, we'll give it a shot you know what's the worst that can happen Yeah, and like Seriously, man, like I was talking and I was looking around. They they didn't even know when a joke was over. Like they didn't even know when I had got to the punchline and said it. They just still just look up at me like they didn't even know where to throw in a sympathy laugh to help me. There was like absolutely, <laughs> absolutely nothing. And the worst part of it was Martin Angola was emceeing that day. And he like, we're good mates. So obviously we screw each other over whenever we get half a chance. So he was emceeing. And while the trad band were taking down their gear and making loads of noise and all the tourists were yapping, he says to me, here, I'll go up, I'll do about 10, 15 minutes. I'll just get everybody quiet and then I'll bring you on. And I was like, perfect, just just get the tent quiet, bring yeah. me on. Yeah. He goes up and he goes, for about 20 seconds, he goes, ladies, could you, ladies and gentlemen, please, could everyone, please, excuse me, could, uh, oh God, all right, 
Chair Staunton. <laughs> That's what he did to me. What an That's asshole, That's what he Martin. did to me. <laughs> I just went up like and shoulder barged him as I was taking the mic off him going, you prick. That's what, and he loved it. it. He sat at the back giggling the whole way through my <laughs> silent show. <laughs> how many people were in that tent? Like, how many about? About a hundred. And they're all foreign or all, all people who didn't speak any English at all? Except the trad band who were making as much noise, putting a snare drum and a banjo back in a box. Yeah. Sorry, Ger, so hang on a second there. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> the Illin pipes still letting air out of them. <laughs> yeah, someone's sitting on them to squash them. <laughs> oh, God. And how long did you do with that? How long were you on stage for? Well, let's just put it this way. I think I was supposed to do 15. Um, oh, okay. I think, I, I, I don't know, I probably did about eight. But, you know, 50 quid is 50 quid. Can <laughs> <laughs> they all add up in the end, man? You, you can't go turning away gigs like that. God, yeah, that, 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 that's a hard one. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good crack. They make you better, though, don't they? They make, they make you stronger, apparently. I hope so. Ooh. As long as they're, you know, the exception. Once they become the rule, I think it's probably time to look at yourself. Yeah, I mean, I had a... Uh, were you there for Billy Anderson's gig? Yeah, yeah, I was doing a few minutes at that. So was I, I did it at the start. Your, that was, your phone didn't work, is uh, that what happened? I, I talk, speaking about horrible gigs, <laughs> I went up and there was, a, there was a bit, you know, if you have the, the an Android, you can talk to the voice activated thing like Siri. And I had two small little things and I was like, oh, I'm going to make my phone fart because that'll be hilarious and immature and childish. And I was like, happy days. Um, hang on, let me see if I can even do it now because I have my phone, right? So if you have an Android, turn off now because it's just going to wreck your head. Let, this is what I was trying to do, okay? Okay, Google. Yeah, see, this is what happened, actually. This, <laughs> this is, is exactly what happened on stage. Has your phone ever done this and you only try it when you're putting it on the spot? It, it does it all the time. Hang on. Okay, Google. Make a fart noise. I don't know if you can hear that. Hang on. This is like on Britain's Got Talent where an old woman tries to get a dog to jump through a ring and the dog is like, we never do this at home. Why are you making me do this? Let me try this again. Hang on, hang on. Okay, Google. Make a fart noise. This is a fart. <laughs> yeah, actually, that that was worth it. <laughs> so that's what I was trying to do. Right? I was like, "This is going to go again." Playing off the fact that billions and billions has gone into AI and voice-activated stuff, and this is what I'm using it for. And I'm I'm 32 years of age. Uh, yeah, and, and, I need to and go. years and years of people perfecting the art of stand-up comedy. And then I just come on and try to do that. And literally, I was there for like four minutes where silence was happening, and I was on my phone, and I could just see it in everyone's faces that they were clenching their butt cheeks in awkwardness and going, "Just put the phone down, man. Just put it down." <laughs> But you persevered. At any point, did you not think, here, I've probably got a joke or two up my sleeve if I really need one? Yeah, I was just there going, no, 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 hang on. Cause it's the, this the, or nothing, guys. It was Billy down, loved fart noises. Yeah, yeah, it was down in the, so we were in the, the green room in the Workman's Club, which is underneath the stage, so there was no signal at all. So I was there beforehand going, ah, no, it'll be grand, it'll be grand. Uh, and then I went up stage, uh, or, or on stage, and it was like, uh, it, was just, it was just horrible, absolutely horrible. And I was like, right, okay, sure. We'll write that one off and we'll know yeah. never to do that in a club ever again unless they've really good Wi-Fi or 5G yeah, or whatever. That's why, that's why the saying exists. Don't work with kids or androids, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Don't work with uh, 3G signal at all in, in any way, shape or form. But apart from... So there was the uh, the first gig, which was an interesting one coming on after a crying widower. And the second gig to the foreigners. Any other ones worth... Uh, any other bad gigs worth talking about? Um, nah, there's just... There's been a few dodgy ones. There's been... 
you know, you always get the gig where you've got like the broken mic and the yeah. the disco next door and all that kind of stuff. I did one down in Ennis where like the the poor guys at the bar who were drinking all day didn't know that there was going to be comedy that night. And oh. the comedy literally set up at the end of their bar and MC goes, right, you're going to all have to stop talking for the next two hours while we tell our shitty unthought out jokes. <laughs> and they were having none of it like... like one guy stood in front of me and he was just like, no, no, just like while I, I had just approached the mic and he was like, like nose to nose, like one of those UFC standoffs going, no, no, <laughs> this is on culture night. For some reason, we put a gig on, on culture night and this guy's just shouting no at me. And eventually I was just like, all right, fair enough. Like, you're right. You're Like, if I was enjoying a Guinness and some dude comes in telling jokes, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you've got a point. You can't really come back to him and kind of go, uh, actually, uh, trying in my jokes, please. <laughs> actually, I've got seven new minutes I need to try out. <laughs> so screw you and your, and, and your Guinness and stop that. But, yeah, so that's, geez, they're, they're, they're pretty good. It was the first one ever, though. I mean, it's going to take a lot to, I think, top that one. But, I mean, you've got that under the... They're the toughening you up, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of gigs and stuff, I know you are currently touring your last show while in the process of writing a new show for Edinburgh. How, so let's talk new show. What's, how's the new show work been going? Uh, it's gone all right. I did a few previews there last month with uh, with Danny O'Brien out in Prague because, you know, we figure if you're going to be shit, be shit loads of miles away from home. <laughs> Where the, the reviews can't get back to, uh, yeah. to Irish press or Irish people. Yeah, like, I was never out there. That wasn't me telling those jokes. <laughs> so we tried them out for the first time. We did a new, like, 45 minutes each out in Prague for the first time. And, like, yes, yeah, some of them you're you're saying the gags and you're like, yeah, that, that's good. That, that, that might work. That's got legs. Other ones you're saying it and you're like, oof, I really thought that was going to be funny. And you just you just have to like scratch it off in your head, go never say those words in that order ever again. <laughs> <laughs> even you piece like, of even shit. accidentally don't do it. Yeah, so it, it it's coming on since. We did a preview again in the Stag's Head a couple of weeks back. Got another one in Cork next week. Uh, and then going to Edinburgh and like whatever happens, happens. I guess you just have to do your your new hour. Like the, we the, a lot of people will probably more sanely go to Edinburgh and just do their best of every year and just keep adding to whatever the best show is but I do this weird thing where I try and have a new hour for every Edinburgh and then my best of throughout the year is your whatever that's your favourite your favorite jokes but for every Edinburgh it's a decent goal to have just to turn over a new hour every time you get there so that anyone who's seen you before gets to see a whole new show again but yeah I mean the challenge though with that I mean you're putting yourself under a hell of a lot of uh Hell of a lot of writing pressure. Well, you were, but at the end of the day, if you end up twenty minutes short and have to bring in some old stuff, you uh, do. But true, it, yeah. it's not a it's not a bad goal to have, and if it works out great, and if it doesn't, you still end up with more new material at the end of the year than you would have had if you hadn't given yourself that task. So it's uh, and it's only like you know f- five minutes of of funny thoughts every month adds up to That's an hour. Right, yeah, actually, yeah. if you if you can't find five minutes a month, just go home. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, although you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, this is this has been a great month. Like ten minutes of funny stuff has happened, <laughs> and other times I'm like, oh, nothing funny's happened since June. What am I going to do? <laughs> I better cheat my wife. Uh, get some drama going here and, and mix it up. That's it. I'm just getting myself into weird situations, like just chatting to randomers. Can I go live your life for a while? I've, I've run out of funny stuff in mind. 
Uh, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Irish comedian Cher Staunton, who uh, we're, we're talking about his worst gigs and we've gone through them. But for uh, uh, the good old people of Dublin, are you doing, you're doing the Vodafone Comedy Festival this year in what, a week or two is that now? Um, I think it's the 26th. I think it actually starts on the 25th of July. Yeah, um, I'm doing a gig, or I'm hosting a gig actually where Foil Arms and Hog are headlining it. So they're always good. So if they sell out, then I can pretend that I've sold out. Oh, so brilliant. You put that on the bio afterwards. Sell out yeah, at the that, Vodafone that, Comedy Festival. Ex- exactly. No, and then an asterisk, no further questions. <laughs> so that should be good. Yeah, and there's, like, there's lots of great shows going on for that. So, you know, once you go, if, if anyone is thinking of going to it, uh, you buy a ticket for the main, for any of the main gigs, like Jason Byrne, Foil Arms and Hogs, something like that, and then you get free into lots of other smaller gigs. So there's loads of other nice... Um, gigs where like the International Bar and the Comedy Crunch and Riff Raff and all those little shows and uh, uh, chaplains and stuff like that they all have their own tent or their own slot in a tent so you get free into that after you've paid into a, a bigger tent show so it's a it's a great weekend kind of like the the staff party for comedians everybody meets up and has the crack for four days and, and just bitches about people yeah. for a weekend bitches about people why is he doing that why am I doing that you know that kind of you know what makes us light hearted and fun all that kind of thing yeah, yeah not bitter or resentful at all happy days lovely <laughs> yeah, and, and the, you, sorry just for going to grass you just want to talk your new show as well um, you're going to be touring that in Dublin after Edinburgh I take it not before yeah yeah I will I'll do another Whelan's I did a Whelan's there in March um, so I'll do another Whelan's and then I don't know I'll probably do a Galway I'm kind of trying to piggyback it in that I've got the new show ready to go, but I'm still touring the old show. So I've got a few more counties to go with the old show throughout the rest of this year and some of next year. And then the ones that I'm doubling up on that I've already done the old show in, I'll bring the new show to that every few months as well. So I'm kind of piggybacking the gig with the yeah. material, which is a, it's kind of a, excuse me, it's kind of a tough one because you have to get in the headspace of the new stuff or the headspace of the old stuff. Yeah, that's what I've been doing all day, basically, while driving, talking out loud to myself the whole way. Oh, sure, look, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the only way. Yeah, you might look insane, but sure, it'll get the work done, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, and none, none of it was funny on the way up, so <laughs> hopefully it's funnier now in an hour or two. Uh, Jarrett Staunton, go look him up on Twitter, Facebook, and the usual places, and catch him at the Vodafone Comedy Festival with Foil Arms and Hog and a rake load of other unbelievable comedians. Jarrett, thanks for coming on My Worst Gig this evening. Cheers, Connor, thanks for having me. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.